Hey folks, welcome back to the Play to Win podcast. As always, this is Alex, and we've got the other game gurus here, Jared. Hey, what's up, guys? And Josh. Hello. Man, we are off to a hot start to the summer. We've got tons of news, and I think that's where we're going to go ahead and start. Since the last time we talked, we also had a Nintendo Direct to round out the end of the summer Games Fest, I suppose. Um, lots of good news. How are we feeling about the Nintendo Direct just overall? Josh, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I liked it. I I didn't watch it live because I had a work meeting, but I watched it, you know, while I was working right after that. Um, how how dare they? How dare they always do these during the middle yeah. of the workday when I can't watch them? But I'm like you. Yeah. I, I watched the I watched it. You know, I don't know if as, that's. I don't know if that's more of a, uh, you know, Western time zone issue <laughs> than it is. Possibly. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, it, I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, we got some good news on <clears throat> some additional DLC for, you know, Pokemon. Uh, Scarlet and Violet. Violet and Violet. Yep. Yeah, Violet and Scarlet. Violet um, and Violet. Yeah. Um, My some of the two colors. Some of the Pokemon that they'll issue in these are, you know, like new, like, rare pokemon and legendaries and things like that or mythical pokemon and some of them tend to look goofy and that's kind of the charm of pokemon but uh it looks like they they could be uh at least you know fun additions to the game as long as um i think you know all the concerns it seemed like from the original release from like a frame rate and stuff like that have been kind of patched up and everything i think they have been but um yeah and then we also got uh, Pikmin 4. Right. We got they gave us a little taste of Pikmin 4. That's coming uh, this fall, right? Am I am I correct? I don't have the date. I believe in front so. Of, I believe yeah. This fall, the big surprise for me was the Super Mario RPG remake. It was probably everyone. Yeah. I that was I I was <clears> so <throat> like I did not expect this. Although I do think there were some looking back, there were some rumors about it happening. Yeah. But you know, there's always rumors about games being remade or a new game yeah. coming out and especially with nintendo we've been rumor there's been rumors galore about the next switch or yeah. whatever's coming for three or this, four years now this has me hopeful um one you know i i was telling you this i think last week but i wish you know in hindsight that when they did this they would have done like a paper mario rp or paper or Mario RPG All Stars is kind of what I was hoping they might oh, do, with but they like released the like Mario's a yeah, like a three pack of like remakes of those three, you know, Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario, and Thousand Year Door. Yeah, that would be cool. But I'm still hopeful that they follow this model and might do the same thing with uh, the two games that follow after it, because these three are largely uh, considered and uh, rightfully so to be the best mario rpg games and um yeah i think it'd be great if we just got you know revamped kind of well uh, they're giving it they're they're doing a whole from the ground up rebuild it looks like it's going to be very true to the original um but it looks they they completely redid it instead of using the pre-rendered 3d graphics that they used for the super nintendo back in 96 it's got fully uh, rendered 3d world uh, with a new version of Mario, it's it's kind of interesting. What do yeah. you think of the art style? Uh, I mean, it it mirrors the original art style, but obviously you mentioned so with like updated graphics, you know, yeah. more modern, you know, 3D models and environments. Um, I like it. 
I think I think it's easier to you know make out you know characters um, like that you like the main characters. I'm blanking on the uh, cloud guy. Uh, Mallow. Mallow. Yeah, that's right. You got yeah. Mallow and Gino coming back. That's yeah, been a Gino. huge request for people. People have been really wanting Gino. Well, I'm stoked on this. We get this back. We get this in November this year. So for me, this is going to be probably a day one purchase. I'm I'm stoked. Yeah. The other big news we've got is we've got a new 2D Mario coming. Mario Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah. Looks fun. And this looks like an acid trip. <laughs> Like, kind no of joke. It, the, it looks. I yeah. heard it compared to the Yoshi's Island touch fuzzy level. Right. Well, it, and what, it, what's cool? You know, well, I was just gonna say, you know, going along with that, I think even like the the art direction from like character design and whatnot. You know how like Mario was like peeking out of the pipe and kind of like looking around to his like right and left, like things yeah. like that. You know, just seem kind of like classic two D. Um, you know, kind of asset movement in a um in a um you know side scrolling adventure game right i think it's cool to kind of do callbacks to things like that yeah i'm i'm excited i think it's gonna be really cool it looks like a lot of fun um and uh, we get that this year as well and then you know we've got some other other things that they showcased um like a, a princess peach is finally getting her own game yeah and that's I think interesting that'll be a lot of cool a lot of fun as well especially after the excitement around princess peach's character in the yeah. new movie as well and so there's let's not jump. a lot of i was gonna say there's not really a whole lot of detail in that one just that it exists so yes absolutely. that's why we don't have much to say about it right now So let's switch gears. We're going to talk a little bit about Redfall and what is going on over at Arcane. A lot of news has come out uh, since this game dropped. Obviously, the game did not was not very well received. There were lots of areas that just seemed straight up broken. The game seemed kind of kind of mundane in general. Um, Jared, you've you've done a little. We've talked a lot about the the news coming out about this you you want to share a little bit of that information that we talked about yeah i think like the biggest shocker from the news out of this game is the devs actually wanted it to get spiked and mm-hmm. i it seems like um microsoft just thought it would be a hit and they were kind of banking on this model kind of like that left arcane hit. magic I yeah think they and, talked about and um and if it didn't get canceled, they were hoping it would at least get delayed and just get turned into a single player experience. So the state and the game that it was, the, even the developers did not want it out in the public. And it probably, you know, they feel like it hurts their reputations as developers. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. So well, and I, there was this idea that um, that Xbox was going to come in or Microsoft was going to come in and they were hoping they would cancel it or reboot it kind of, as you mentioned, but mm-hmm the exact opposite was going on and right. Microsoft and Xbox kind of didn't have any hands-on experience with this game. They just kind of let Arcane do their thing, mm-hmm. which came back and bit them really badly in this case. There, right, what do you think about all the turnover from the studio? I think something like 75% of the, the staff, the developer staff has changed hands since before... It, looking back before the game started development and currently. Well, and hopefully it's, the studio doesn't just like slip into obscurity now. Like that would suck. 
Well, there was rumors. I don't think this is going to happen, but there were rumors that the studio might just fold or get reabsorbed. I, I don't think that's the case. This this was well, yeah, not a good showing get, for them, but uh, EA reference get uh, get visceraled. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we you know, we actually jumped in and played this game. Now, granted, it was about a month after I think the game had been released, so a lot of the more egregious bugs were patched out some of the things like ai just straight up not doing anything at (laughs) all uh which even so we experienced some interesting ai um very very passive uh, enemies in Uh, a lot of instances you know what stuck me the most though was the just straight up look of this game josh what did you think about the look of this game it i mean it kind of it had like the feel of almost like a bare bones kind of like borderlands slash also a um ps3 uh local area co-op game like you know what i mean it was very yeah i think so like it was very here's a here's a little small area you go into that look around and then move on um it also struck me of how rough some of the graphics were yeah well, that's kind of what I was getting at, like with the, I mean, Borderlands, like I get it, it's like a specific art style, but to me, um, it, well, that, I don't think it <laughs> ages well, and I don't think, you know, it doesn't look good, kind of like a, um, even like just turned up slightly or turned down slightly in a future non-related uh, title, so. Mm. I, I was kind of surprised by just how blocky a lot of the areas were. I remember yeah. getting... The begin the game starts off on that ship and you're walking around and oh, like, and all okay, the boxes this- all janked up. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was just kind of bizarre how rough some of the things looked and how empty the area was. We we were talking, um, Jared. What was that game that that we played together? Uh, oh that yeah, Generation one? Zero. I think it's what it's Generation called. Generation Zero. That game was not super well received. It's also several years older. Um, I had way more fun with that game than I did with Redfall. Yeah, I mean, for what that game does, it does it well. Similar yeah. concept, right? Like this, yeah. you're kind of in a post-apocalyptic kind a of trance. style thing, um, and and you've got to go out and just robots instead of vampires, survive. right? Swedish kids instead of American people. Yeah, listening to their Bjork. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So I don't know. Overall, I I wasn't impressed with Redfall. I I don't think it was awful. Like it wasn't uh, a. By the time we played it, it wasn't just flat out broken. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it's not unplayable, but it's just it. If you have other things, it's like to play, yeah, it's like okay. all these flavors, and this is what you choose, sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of bland. Um, it didn't have a lot to it, unfortunately. And, you know, we played a, we played like four or five hours of it and it was kind of like, I, I'm good. I don't I don't need to go back to this game, that, yeah. that, which is what sucks, because the concept was I actually kind of gotten excited about it. I wasn't really that interested in this game when they first announced it. But then the kind of hype train went on and I started seeing some things about it. I was like, oh, this could actually be some be kind of fun. It just did not land. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough about Redfall. Um, why don't we, why don't we shift to the topic of the day? 
which is Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. So let it's me a fun game. Take a take a look. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit of spoilers, but this game was an awesome, you know, awesome release for the year. It's hard to, man. It came out in February seventh, twenty twenty three, and it feels like it was so long ago at this point. I know. So much good stuff coming out this year. This game came out initially for just the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series Gen. Although it is now on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and yeah. I am not 100% sure. it's Is it out on the Switch now? Has it finally released on the Switch? I don't know if it has, to be quite honest with you. I, I don't um, think it has. I think it, it was delayed. Let me, let me just take, take a quick look. Uh, I'm not surprised, I guess, by that, but... Um, I, I know. Playing this game, I'm surprised it can even hit the switch to you know yeah that that's kind of shocking with, with the, how good it looks also hit the, hit the switch sounds like a <laughs> euphemism it, it does <laughs> uh so here here's an article from ign release was delayed this is may 12th Let's see uh okay so it's been pushed back to november 14th. okay so they're still planning on it coming out, just not yet. Well, will graphically look better in dock mode, but run better handheld will be my guess. Because that seems like how most uh, open world type games are on the Nintendo Switch. Potentially, it, it it's kind of interesting. Well, let's let's continue down the Hogwarts Legacy path. So. Uh, we played this. I played this on Series X. Jared, you played this on Series X. Josh, were you playing on your Series S or did you play it on PlayStation? PS5. So did you yeah. played on PS5. So we've got mm-hmm. we've got uh, the major bases covered on those ends. Ninety four percent of people like this on Google. It got a nine out of ten on Steam. Metacritic scores have it right around 85 84 85 rank depending on which system you're looking at and user scores are right around the 8.6 range so this game's pretty well received people really yeah. liked it which tends to kind of i you know kind of jumping ahead of the game a little bit that seems to align with our experience i think for the most part yeah so. yeah sure yeah i was so i was impressed with the um detail of the Hogwarts region in this, you know, they're, they kind of um, fleshed out areas mm-hmm. that you don't really actually see in the books or movies. And some of that's creative liberty, but some of it's world building. <clears throat> and it, it's just interesting to get to uh, immerse yourself more of like a wizarding world and community that way. I was floored with some of the how, how immersive this game was, I guess. Like it was so cool as a fan of the Harry Potter series. Um, J.K. Rowling, um, withstanding or not? Withstanding. Yeah, with, notwithstanding, um, this game brought to life like the world in such a really cool way. Being able to explore Hogwarts in full depth—the depth that you can do in this game—is just incredible. Um, the world is so alive which is i mean for an open world game how full it was was impressive and the fact you know honestly i guess i didn't realize how 
how like broad they were going to go with the world i was kind of thinking okay 90 percent of this is going to be in the in the castle which i would have been totally fine with but no like what what you're saying is the world went out to hogwarts region and like the 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 connecting regions right it it goes pretty broad around the area which was quite impressive so what did you guys think about the general aesthetic of this game that was beautiful uh i mean yeah i i had no complaints and it's just such a deep game too there's so many details and and even like the little things in this game look amazing it's just yeah it's just a very impressively built world with great art design um and yeah i i loved it yeah i think the i think the art direction with like characters um you know scenery and even the magical monsters are all driven from, I think, the expectation of what has been set by the movies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, so everything looks very realistic and there's a lot of realism kind of present within all the art. But obviously that um, combination of magic that you just can't really quantify, things can just happen, right? It, it's really cool. You know, like the room for requirement was a really uh, interesting addition to the game that... Mm-hmm. They, you know, they didn't have to put in, but it was cool how they worked it in as more of like a hub, right? So mm, it's yeah. kind of an example, like, it, you know, magically it can enhance and grow as you develop and uh, progress throughout the game. So, yeah, I mean, just I, I like the, the environments and um, the caves. Those are cool, too. The dungeons, um, crypts, all that stuff kind of just worked together. It, it was really cool. Uh, just like they turned this you know uh, this coming of age story uh about good versus evil essentially yeah and they took it and made like this really fantastical world with a whole lot of depth now yeah. and that's something that the, the the books do have like the books and the movies do have a lot of depth and connective interconnecting tissue but they were able to really run with that in this story um or in this game i'd say i loved walking through the castle or the areas and seeing something that was slightly referenced in another version of this world and seeing another, seeing it like the, uh, some of the tapestries telling stories that were briefly mentioned. Barnabas, Barnabas, the, uh, Barney or Barney. What was it? Uh, the Barney Barnabas, the Barney. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking about when I was thinking about that and seeing him, seeing that one kind of tell the story of you yeah. know him trying to uh talk with the trolls yeah i like the stuff too friend. like the the one-eyed witch statue you know through uh the tunnel to get to like hogsmeade and whatnot that was really cool too kind of just it, seeing it seeing it seeing hogwarts laid out in a more like um un i mean unchanging kind of uniform fashion so to speak to where you know it's it's faithfully done based upon like the book i think in the movies they might take liberties from director to director and things might look slightly different but um i feel like it was really kind of faithful to you know the imaging that we got from the from the novels mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i it, it's kind of a an interesting you bringing that up um, the difference between the novels and the books. It, it's kind of interesting. Oh, you mean how, the movies? Yeah, sorry, the novels <laughs> and the movies. The novels and the novels. 
Yes, the novels <laughs> and the movies. It it has the aesthetic of the movies mm-hmm. and the depth and connectivity of the books, I think, is a good way for kind of how I'm conceptualizing it. Like, I'm looking at the imagery right now of the game, and it looks like it could go right along with um, the Deathly Hollows movies yeah. or the Half-Blood Prince movie. It, it fits in really well with that aesthetic. It's that world, but it's so much more, right? Yeah. yeah and I, I love that. What do you guys think about the uh, use of magic in this game? Jared? What um, are your thoughts? I thought the combat was it was satisfying. Um, you know, when you're <clears throat> 20 plus hours in, though, it does get a little bit redundant. Um, yeah. And... Some of the things we you use towards the end of the game, magic-wise, and we'll get into this later, uh, it's just kind of weird in terms of the narrative. But um, <laughs> I will say... Kind of game-breaky, too. But I will say that um, the, my favorite use of magic was flying around on the broom. Like, there, I would spend hours just zipping around the map, just, just flying around because it was fun as hell. And yeah. once you kind of get the hang of it, it was a very, very... Um, well done mechanic in my opinion so i would say my favorite magic piece of this was was flying around the uh on my broom but yeah the combat was fun and it was cool to uh get some combos in and um you know i tried to make sure i learned all the spells so i can diversify how i go at at people and you can um i think you can level up your spells too can't you yeah that yeah so uh, not not all of them you run out of yeah. ability points or whatever tokens whatever i can't remember what they're called but um yeah but it was well done um my girlfriend would say would say she'd want a patronus put in but other than that um, that would be cool to have some store like a uh, dlc with the with um uh, the mentors learn the mentors and and you yeah. learn the patronus and stuff like that I, it could be a really cool story deal i think you, you know now that you say that that might actually be something that they factor into a dlc so that would be cool that would be really cool. Um, you know, like I ask a band or something. Yeah, that would, <laughs> you, you go that to ask a band for your behavior at, at DLC, the end yeah. of the game. Uh, the um, there's there's that would be another good thing for DLC is going out to going to other magical areas mentioned like a uh, you know you spend all your time in Hogsmeade, but what if we were in Diagon Alley? Yeah time and doing the explore and diagon alley and stuff like that that yeah. would be cool the i, I the one thing DLC. i like say what as a quidditch dlc so there's a quidditch game oh. yeah that's they, yeah they announced a quidditch game which is probably yeah. why they didn't put didn't quidditch put in, in this yeah. game that makes but sense. that was kind of disappointing it wasn't in there and that's gonna be really cool yeah it's gonna be but really- yeah so i i mean i don't know if either of you guys have played the uh the quidditch world cup game that was on gamecube and i think ps2 i owned that when i was a kid and Mm -hmm. i played the shit out of it and um it was fun but it got pretty repetitive so i'm interested to see what they do with this game to kind of make it more um immersive and kind of action focused what whether they do like combos with inputs and things like that i don't know but it's kind of going off track i guess I think that I think it's got a lot of potential, especially with what they've built in this game. Um, I, coming back to the combat, and then we can move on real quick. Is I love how fluid and artistic the combat is, yeah. how flowy mm-hmm. it is in this game, because it really feels and looks like you're doing magic, yeah. as opposed to it. It could have really just been like 
shoot more like a shooter game. You know, it could have really been like a third person shooter. Like a Very like a easily. cross like a movable crosshair just point and press yeah. the X button or whatever. There's a version of this game that is not quite as um in in depth, invested, engaging, maybe is the better way of thinking about it. They did a really good job of making them it feel magical. Yeah. Yeah, I would I, agree I with that. It. So what was your uh, what was your thoughts on the story? It was it was cool. Like I had worries going into it when I didn't know much about the game about, you know, how engaging would it really be that I would say my biggest complaint because I'm a I'm an old dude um, is actually relating to the care character up front as an older gamer um was kind of weird at first but once because you they're of, children or yeah, just because they're they're a, a kid in school yeah yeah okay. and, it's you know i haven't been in school yeah. in years uh but other than that once i got over that everything was amazing and and fun and um you know and that was just like two hours after that i was like okay yeah. go. um so yeah i was just gonna say that the I mean, it's funny you mentioned that, like, yeah, I agree. It was kind of like, and that kind of goes into, like, some of the things that this character's doing throughout <laughs> the game. But, um, I mean, the story kind of makes precedent for that, I guess, a yeah. little bit with who, like, who your character actually is and, like, what they, you know, become unveiled as as the story progresses. But um, they, I feel like they definitely, you know, up the maturity on, like, just your character in general from the outset of the game. I mean, you're essentially going through the beginning of the game, um, the, the intro area with a professor that almost acts and treats you as like a colleague, you know, as opposed to a student. Right. So it's, and I think it's appreciated. Yeah, they do. The story, they do a good the job of builds the world is what I would say. Say, what, say that like, again, Jared, I was talking over you. What'd you say? The story fills the world really well. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's everything feels like it should be there. Yeah. The story expands the entire world too and I really appreciated that. So. Yeah, I would agree. Like they they do a really good job of of adding depth to the story and and to your point about like being able to connect to it. It it's the set dressing, right? Like they mm-hmm. put a character in uh, in a in a school setting you know, yeah. you're a 15, 16 year old kid learning magic, which people can connect to the whimsy and desire of that. But then they put you in very adult situations yeah. and they have most people treating you more adult like. And and they also do a good job of like of of making things, you know, there's a lot of stuff in these this Harry Potter world of like you're not supposed to be out of bed after a certain time like you're not supposed yeah. to be walking the halls and and so they do little things like that like when you're learning the uh um learning the uh oh my gosh the unlock charm i forget what yeah. it's called alohomora uh, alohomora yeah when you're learning alohomora and you have to explore that whole wing of the castle but you got to stay hidden and there's people yeah. uh there's people kind of patrolling the grounds and stuff like that that Speaking gives of- you that gives you that is, little like hold on one second let me no, finish good. this and you can jump in um that gives you that sense of hey i'm a, i'm i'm 
not allowed to do these things. But then in other areas, it just kind of says, okay, we're just going to let you explore the castle at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you, you're not restrained by that the whole time. Because right. that could get old really fast. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what was your thoughts, Josh? I was just going to say, speaking of unlocking things in this game, I don't know about you guys, but I grew very tired of the Dedalian keys. Uh, like I just loved kinda- it smacking those things into the keyhole like they just kind of were annoying sometimes you had to be like it just fly right over the keyhole boom okay but sometimes if you were just off by a hair you'd have to do it again and you you know you've done it like 15 times at this point so it's like come on (laughs) give me like a give me like an upgrade skill for this just so it's like uh like it's done quicker and i don't have to sit here for additional time that i'm playing the game so that reminds me of how like how expansive this game is so like that what you're mentioning is something that really only happens in two areas of the game like it's mostly in or it's only in hogwarts Hogwarts, right it's only in one area of the game and so there are these like exploratory things like you're getting the pages in hogwarts you're getting the keys in hogwarts um you're getting you get the pages in other areas too but then you do those little unlock those little mystery translation things that you have to do yeah in hogwarts all of that was i mean all the stuff that you do in the castle is enough to fill most games i thought that was really cool i i never really got tired of the keys and i really liked the lore and the pages um i did get a little annoyed with finding some of the page locations though um the ones that you yeah. had to you had to keep casting your <laughs> your, yeah. your spell in order to to show things around you and i was like yeah. oh, I, I i hear it i hear the little bell chiming thing but i yeah. don't see it and mm. that got really old yeah. sometimes i i wish that the reward for the you know daedalian keys was <clears throat> better than you know it, it seemed like fitting for what you did to get all those discs you know what I mean? It's, instead, it's just like a piece of like a cloak or whatever, like your house cloak. And it's like yeah. not even the best armor that you can equip. But um, yeah. Yeah, this game that, does that's, have that's a, another a balance. Thing. There's yeah. a balance between like loot, almost looter shooter where you're just finding stuff yeah. left and right. Yeah. That doesn't really matter. Like I find a, a cool piece of armor and I go and upgrade it or yeah. an outfit, I guess. And then I find something better, like, a couple minutes later. It's like, well, yeah. I didn't get to really enjoy this thing that I was just just found, which kind of sucks. That's, that's kind of the I'm balancing really glad, act of these kind of games. I'm really glad they didn't do that, like, maybe to a certain extent with your wand. You know, like, you weren't just finding yeah. wands all over the place. They're like, <laughs> oh, this is, like, you know, plus five magic to what I started the game with. Oh, this one's plus six, and it adds, like, one vitality or something. But... Well, that's another how they like really kind of stuck. They really stuck to the assignment, right? Because yeah. wands in Harry Potter are so important. Yeah. You know, the wand picks the wizard. Like you're not just going out and finding the best wand yeah. you can. You take the wand that fits you. And that's kind of your wand yeah. for life for better. You know, unless something happens like you're Ronald Weasley and you break your wand or something. Yeah. I didn't enjoy using the, uh, the elder wand. That was fun. Kind of made you feel like uh like the Terminator for a little uh-huh, bit. Uh huh. Uh huh. It was pretty cool when you got to do that for a little while. I love the the addition of the I, I'm blanking on what it's called. The ancient magic that you use. Oh, yeah. that magic. I think that's Isn't what it's it called. Magic when you got the Elder Wand. I don't remember. 
I think it is called Ancient Magic, but you're talking about oh. the R1, R2, or R1, yeah, L1 yeah, yeah. combo? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, whenever you can, like, you just, like, you disintegrate like people. people and, yeah. <laughs> I thought like, that was turn, a really neat way to... Into a chicken or whatever. I thought that was a really neat <laughs> way to kind of do stuck. that. Add, no one, add depth, to the, or add yeah. kind of a new story to the system, keeping that's, it interesting. That's terrifying, to be quite honest, though. Like, just you were using ancient magic to turn people into, like, livestock. And it's like, do they, is there a timer? Is there a timer on that? Well, or is it, like, even, are they just now a chicken forever? <laughs> that's not even, that's just transfiguration. Well, right? but that's I a thought, spell you I, learn. I thought, there were, I thought there was at least one of the iterations of the ancient magic that turned someone into an animal but maybe 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 I'm I, that I don't up. recall um there's one where you just call down like lightning bolts basically yeah. <laughs> that was pretty badass Did, like it, rama yeah yeah i i love the um so did you guys play any of the do any have you done any of the other adjunct harry potter stuff you know like the the Hogwarts phone game where you have to go Not find the, things or I never the played the phone mystery. game. I played right. a few of the I played a few of like the, you know, book title movie title games. Um okay. like A Chamber of Secrets, uh Prisoner oh, of yeah, yeah. Band. So the, I guess what I'm referring to though is how they incorporated some of that stuff into this game. So like yeah. if you go do the the Harry Potter quiz yeah. and you get your yeah. wand and all that stuff. Yeah, I've that's done your that. wand in this yeah. game. Or that that is incorporated into how you're sorted into your house, and I thought that right. was really cool. They also, and I think they could do more with that. Actually, one of those being your Patronus, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, the other there's thing, an actual quiz for that too. You know? Yeah. The other thing they did was the combat is a much more thought out, in depth version of the combat in yeah. the Hogwarts mystery game, which is a phone yeah. game. It's kind it's kind of fun. Um, but but it's like it's kind of like rock paper scissors a little bit, like if someone's got the red shield up, you need to use a a, a spell that yeah. corresponds to that. If someone's got a yellow shield up, you got to use a spell that corresponds to that. Yeah. And I, I think that was kind of neat that they not only made that depth to the combat, yeah. but they also pulled from other yeah. areas of the 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 extended Hogwarts right world universe for people who've done that stuff to, to kind of have a little, you know, some, uh, fan service to. Yeah. It had kind of like a feel of like a, you know, maybe, maybe this is cause final fantasy 16 is just kind of fresh on my brain and probably yours too, but it kind of had the feel of like a assassin's creed slash devil may cry combination of combat. You know what I mean? Like where bit. it's like the combo combo heavy, um, it's all about the combos, just not giving your enemies any windows to attack and like dodging when they try to. And really, I mean, I, I enjoyed that because it was a free kind of range combat system. You know, you're free to move mm-hmm. around the entire arena and everything. Um, but yeah, it's it can get a little repetitive with how they have it set up. That's the only a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Over over 100 hours, I think (laughs) would be tiring. Um, That's one thing I liked about this game is it there's a lot to do. You can spend hundreds of hours in this game and you don't have to. Like, I think I spent about 45 hours and I did most of what I wanted to do in this game, which that's a that's a good feel for me. Um, Can can we talk about the uh, the witch in the room? (laughs) Are, are we uh, about to be old men and unsuspend disbelief for a second? And well, 
No, I would. Well, I do want to go into that, but before we do that, I want to go into the fact that um, the the when you use the flu powder to go to the different flame. Oh. Um, and, and every time she's some of the repetitive language <clears throat> used in this game, yeah. like. Uh, oh like, yeah, yeah. When you go to Hogsmeade, all, it seems all roads lead to Hogsmeade. To Hogsmeade, yeah. Every like, time. Oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, whatever he says, like, oh, back to Hogsmeade or something like or the yeah. sounds of Hogsmeade or whatever. Yeah. One would, one thing I, I did. In Hogsmeade. Yeah. Some of I mean, that stuff was so annoying. Yeah. Like I, I, and don't get me wrong, the voice acting in this game is fantastic. They yeah. did a great job. The the main character's voice actor is great. The the side characters are great. They did a great job with even the little characters that you don't really interact with. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. And uh, let's not have them say it every time or something. And they did patch in so that um, I uh, uh, what's her name? The I can't think of uh, the the Bathilda bag bag shot. Uh, no, it's not her. <laughs> Flu powder. Flu powder lady. Yeah. The flu powder queen. Ignatia Wildsmith. Okay. Ignatia Wildsmith. She just (laughs) goes on and on and on and on and on. After the same same thing. They did patch that in so she doesn't say it all the freaking time now. But that was, you know, playing this game when it first released, that was probably my biggest gripe with the game. Jared, I think what you were alluding to we should talk about let let's talk <laughs> let's talk about how you're just a murdering machine <laughs> well one thing too i mean i i, I want to kind of preface that discussion too yeah. with that this game and I'll, I'll iterate i'll iterate it with a side quest that's exclusive to playstation 5 but oh you will game, will you this game is dark um it, it you really know is. and that's one thing i think they could have done a better job too is just having how the morality being blurred impacted your character a little bit more but yeah that would um, be cool but so there's a side quest um called minding your own business in the ps5 version and essentially what happens in the side quest is you you're getting possibly taken for a ride to buy a shop in um mm-hmm. hogsmeade right so I don't think either of you guys had that experience. You didn't have a shop in Hogsmeade, did you? No, no, no. That's, okay. a, that's so, an exclusive. Yeah. So so this lady named Cassandra Mason essentially sells you this um, shop, right? And you come to find out after you enter the cellar of this abandoned shop that you're transported to this dimension um, where a poltergeist named Fastidio is basically there to torture you or make you go mad for and lock you in here for the rest of your time and um you kind of just go through these trials from this guy and finally he's like all right you know what i'll let you run the shop i won't i'll keep to myself in here but you get out and then there's like an actual moral quandary um where you're doing uh you know a sleuthing mission against this lady and um you're working with the sheriff of the town of hogsmeade of the village of hogsmeade and um, eventually you uncover that you're not the first person she's done this to. And she's basically like a serial, almost, I think, murderer. Um, wow. And um, yeah, it, it, it really takes a crazy dark turn. Like she tries to kill you and I think you have to take her out, um, either um, essentially making sure that she's 
going to be in prison in Azkaban for the rest of her days. And it's really, I was like not expecting that from this well, game. This, Just, this game starts off with you're, you're in a yeah, carriage true. and the, one of the guys gets eaten by a dragon, like right in front of you. Yeah. This game is but, dark. So I, <laughs> Yeah, I just I just say that to illustrate that this game is very it's very dark and um, it, it's not necessarily your first year at Hogwarts. Right. This is kind of right. Like, you know, this is your experience post, uh, if you want to call it that post uh, Goblet of Fire Hogwarts. Right. So a lot of darker themes. And I guess now playing into what we were going to transition to here, the character is as morally ambiguous as you allow yourself to be (laughs) right right like like they make a big deal about you shouldn't use the unspeakable curses and all this stuff in the in the lore and no you can you know you do the stuff with sebastian and you can uh you can use the unforgivable curses to your uh, heart's desire which was right. a cool quest line. Yeah, that was a fun quest line. That was th- talking about quest lines. That is my favorite quest line. Oh I yeah, like, absolutely. I like all that stuff. I thought Sebastian's character was. Um, I, I understand where he's coming from. He's mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's relatable. He, yeah, but he's he's fixated on something that he doesn't have any real power to change, but he's convinced right. that he will uncover that power. So it's, right, and then he does some very questionable things yeah morally like, uh questionable well like straight up bad things too yeah like he, he raises an army of the dead <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and kills yeah. his uncle yeah so yep. like there's no like if ands and buts about it that like that's straight up that that, that was wrong <laughs> you shouldn't have done that <laughs> that's wrong okay kids you shouldn't killing, do that killing, pe- killing people's bad okay Killing your uncle's dad with the army of the undead. I don't recommend that. Shouldn't raise an army of the undead children. Jared, what what you got there? If they just put in some sort of morality system to where you there was some sort of ramification or a friend wouldn't talk to you anymore or whatnot, then I think it would have it would have gone down a little easier. But yeah, once when you really take a step back and look at character or even even if they like kill like quest lines like you can't oh, yeah. you no longer can do certain quest lines because of this choice you made and that that would make it a lot more difficult of a decision to make am i because if you're a completionist then you'll have to give up one playthrough for one you know set of trophies and then vice so versa I, I am all with you <clears throat> but for the sequel yeah. i think they wanted this to be this way so that people could could live out their wizard fantasies without any any anything preventing them from doing one thing or the other like they wanted people to go in and be able to use avada kedavra so that they could see what it was like and and then maybe in the next game okay now we have morals now we have things that that impact things the last thing i want to talk about before we shift because i think this is an important thing to mention is the um the the diversity in this game I thought this game actually was one of the better examples of um, what in the hell's diversity. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I can. I, I thought they, not quote that movie. <laughs> I thought they did a great job of showing uh, a lot of diversity in this game. I mean, we have different. Obviously, we you can you can be male or female characters in this game, but we have representation and and the trans community we have various ethnicities represented 
I thought this was a fantastic champion for diversity in video games, which is ironic considering the backlash um, related to the author and some issues in there that we won't really get into here because that's outside of our purview. Right. But what do you guys think about diversity and how it was represented in this game? I think they handled it well. Uh, the school itself, even in the movies, I mean, it was a very diverse cast for the most part, and I think they captured that. And it's it's just showing that it's inclusive for all wizarding kids. Um, and so, yeah, I thought they, they did a really good job, but it wasn't like rubbing your nose in it either. Like, oh, look what we're trying to do. We're trying to be... Yeah. It was just... It, I didn't even think about it. Like it was yeah, just it was yeah. just normal. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, they didn't they didn't you know like Jared saying it wasn't something that was like like look over here look over here you know sort of uh, it was just woven into the community which is much more what you would expect to see out in the real world right. Mm-hmm. And and I think the kind of the cool thing is. Hogwarts is a world is a school for everybody. It's one of the best wizarding schools in the mm-hmm. world, and so if you're one of the be- if you want to be one of the best wizards, you go to Hogwarts regardless of your background, right? If you and want to welcome everybody, and I thought that was really cool that they built that into this. Sorry, sorry about that. I do want to talk about one other quick thing. Yeah, I thought yeah. It was really cool to hear about the African uh, magic school. Yeah. yeah how much their magic from how they do it in England because she said using they don't use wands which was like yeah. Huh, yeah. I would like to see more people like that um, and I thought that was really interesting just you know different parts of the world coming into magic and, and developing developing it and their techniques differently based on their cultures yeah. I thought that was that was dope well and I thought that was a really cool addition to this this world and story is your friendship friendship with Onai Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and how that kind of all works out, and um, uh, Natas is it Natasi? Yeah, I think so. Is that how you say? How, so I, I thought that was really cool um, addition to this game, and Natasi, yeah, yeah, and and you kind of get that juxtaposition um, between between that side and um, that quest line, I should say. And the main story's questline of gob uh, of the, the the you know being against the goblins and the prejudice with the goblins and the goblins mm-hmm. prejudice against wizards and the backlash and 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 uh, you, you know you even see that play up when you're working with Sebastian at times where he's yeah. like very against goblins and all this stuff is like okay well and he and he kind of like starts to warm up to it at the end right so he does he comes around yeah um, so. What was your favorite quest? Oh, do you have a favorite quest? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. I would have to. I'll have to go look at my quest list here. Um, I I did actually pull up the list. Quest line was my favorite part of the game. Which one? Sebastian's story. I like Sebastian's a lot. Another one I thought was really cool was the quest line you do with Poppy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, to unlock the uh, rideable beasts? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was really cool when you go into that dragon uh, dragon fighting <laughs> yeah. uh, tent and you're you're having to, like, kind of crawl around in there, stay hidden, and then you can kind of, then you go yeah. and free the dragon. I thought that was really dope. I really I enjoyed 
I think probably one of the more fun and kind of like epic feeling quests too was the one where you, um, gosh, what is it? What are they called? Um, those big, here we go. What is it? The, uh, I'm going to look it up here. I apologize. Um, the map chamber. Uh, gosh, is it a side quest? You know, the one where you get, um, Gosh, I'm blanking on the beast. The big beast. You know what I'm talking about? The big beast. Oh, the one that you ride? The, yeah. the grapple horn? Is it a grapple the horn? The grapple horn. Yeah, the grapple horn. That, I thought that was a really epic feeling, like, fight. That's the and main quest. Like, yeah, that was, a, that was a very... That was cool. Yeah, they were. that was a very fun, kind of, like, uh, epic feeling, like, you against a massive beast. Um, it was very resistant to a lot of the magic that you could yeah. cast, but also kind of the tracking of it. Uh, it was done very well. The the other thing is the freedom in this game is so cool. Like yeah. you can you can fly your broom, you can yeah. use blue powder to to <clears throat> basically tell, fast travel everywhere. You can ride ride uh, yeah. different kinds of beasts. Um, I, it's, One thing that it's so cool. Yeah. And, and then you can you can go in and mow down enemies like a tank, or you can go in yeah. and sneak around like uh, like Assassin's Creed style. I yeah, thought that was neat too. I really enjoyed the uh, abundance of, you know, overworld, uh, overworld things to do, but also the variance in the overworld things to do, like the broom, the broom stuff, the uh, The uh, Merlin trials. Yeah, the Merlin trials, um, butterflies, the butterfly, you know, the Merlin trials, they all, you know, at first they seemed very similar. They they were similar to like uh, kind of completing uh, Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom shrines almost not as. Not, not as, as in-depth in, depth, depth, in quite many cases, but yeah. Yeah, but I had the same kind of impact. has a lot of variability, character. which was very yeah. nice. Because, uh, um, again, you, you could go do the main story, or you could kind of go do and, and explore around and do some other things that were really fun. Yeah. All right, let's do our, our like last-minute thoughts, kind of our elevator pitches of the game. Jared, what's your 60-second what's your kind of take on this game? I thought it was great. Um, I think it's a game... Even if you're not, because I've never read the books, I just really watched the movies, not like the biggest super fan in the world. But um, even if you're just remotely interested in the story in this universe, I'd say this is worth your time for sure. It's a very thoughtful, big, beautiful, detailed, deep world um, that's fun to traverse and and fun to get lost in. Um, I'd say my only gripe with it is I wish like, different people NPCs were more, you know, you can interact with them a little bit more, but other than that, I mean, it still felt very lived in too. So, I mean, this is a, like Josh said earlier, very immersive game. Um, and I enjoyed every minute of it that I played it. Very well said. Very well said. Josh, what's your, what's your kind of 60 second. Okay. I, uh, when we're going over what we're playing right now, I got a really cool thing that I just did that I want to tell you about. But um, sorry, my <laughs> okay. my elevator speech um, is this game is worth playing. I think it's a I mean. All the all the murky and kind of, you know, uh, real world issues that surround the author and creator of the Harry Potter world aside um this game is a game of the year candidate i think still um i don't know that it's going to win but i think it's a very strong game to start the year off for one but 
it's very you know it, it it's called legacy for a reason because you go through and you go through the life of a character who is impacting the world around them in very um tangible and substantive ways and i think that it has a indelible mark and it's a really good um, a really good iteration of what a immersive harry potter world game can be so nice nice very well said too i i think immersive is the way i describe this game it is so immersive it is it took the assignment of role playing game and delivered you really feel what it's like to be put in that role as a student learning magic and living in a magical world and having magical quests and and magical exploration it it does such a great job and the other word i'll use to describe it is magical it really does feel quite magical and fantastical and it does a great job delivering on that legacy i 100 percent recommend this for both fans of the series of the the harry potter series and even those that just really like a good fun magical open world rpg i think both will find it very engaging and i think it's very inviting to both seasoned players and new players especially with some of the um, options of the difficulty options so i think both old old fans and new fans will find a great home in this game did uh did everybody beat it everybody finished the main story Mm -hmm. yeah so this is a this is a uh, a finished game yeah i have and i've got to be quite honest i mean of the main game not much left to do before i have all the trophies i just need to go back and find the time you uh, need a sequel well with well and more i mean the dlc i'll probably come out and do some of that but um, oh that'd be cool you know the the existence of Zelda in Final Fantasy 16 has kind of taken more of my time than I have for other things. So, So what a great transition. Let's talk about what else we've been playing. And I will preface this. We've got some massive things that we could talk a whole lot of time about. Yeah, let's, and we let's, will. Let's keep it a little short today. Yeah. I think we're probably, these will probably be end up game, end up being games that have their own special yeah. um, discussion at some point. We may even get some guests on for one or both of these episodes if we end up doing that so but let's let's talk about i josh i think you and i have been playing the same two games mostly let's talk okay. about the bigger of the two the one that's been out longer tears of the kingdom let's spend a, uh, a few minutes oh, talking God. a little bit about tears of the kingdom yeah so well i i don't know about you alex but i've put uh, over 155 hours into this game <laughs> so far yeah and it's a month a little over a month old so um if that tells you like how much stuff there is to do in this game and i don't i don't even have the entire map uncovered yet oh, I, that was the first I, thing i did <laughs> yeah so i've i've just kind of been trying to complete as much stuff as i can as i come across it and yeah i've you know i think it's been widely accepted and agreed upon by 
media that there are a thousand core oxides so 100 more in this game than the other one um or breath of the wild i should say and um they i you know going along with that you know those can kind of feel a little repetitive but i feel like they've done a better job of diversifying the activities that you would need to do well there's only a only so many different things you can yeah. do in this game front with a thousand of them in there. Yeah. And I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think, um, I mean, you know, we talked about it off the mic, but comparing this game and final fantasy 16 are really kind of two polar ends of a spectrum in terms yeah. of a gameplay style. And that's not a bad thing, but I think that this game, um, you know, it basically, you go through about a three-hour introduction of the game, and then they're like, "Okay, like go go play." Go those hog are all wild the, now. Those are your toys. Go go uh, take apart the universe. And literally, it's like some of these abilities are like you know cheat codes. You know, like you have the ability to go through solid rock. You know, if you want to, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Absolutely, um, you could go through enemies sometimes. It's yeah. very cool. You, you build, you know, it's essentially like a Lego um, vehicle creation sort of game. I mean, I, I've sent well, you guys there, a couple there of... Are Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> there are Minecraft elements yeah. to this game, which is I incredible. sent you guys a couple of videos about that, like from uh-huh. like TikTok or Facebook Reels. Like, I saw someone make a... Um, essentially, it was like a, a Power Ranger... Um, Megazord? You know, yeah, like Megazord. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they, they cut it with the actual theme song, but... They just show this thing just laying waste to Bacoblin camps and even doing a little bit of friendly fire. But mm-hmm. um, it's just cool. Like, I've also seen, I've seen people do that and then, um, you know, essentially kind of do, like, death from above stuff with, like, the, you know, you can put together, like, five packs of bombs and they are, like, mega bombs, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you can just go over, like, a Bacoblin camp with your... Um, with your uh, glider and just be dropping these bombs on people mm-hmm. like you're like you're you know harrying them with a, a plane or helicopter. It's just the free the freedom in this game is just ridiculous. Honestly, I can't believe it's magic that this game looks as good and plays as good as it does on the Switch. Yeah. I was just playing the other day and. The fact that there are no loading screens, you can go from the really high high to the really low lows, and it it's just one well, seamless yeah. experience. Now now they hide some of that. They hide it very well. The only time I really experience a loading screen is if I die, which is or incredible. fast travel. Yeah, that's or what I was gonna travel. say. Yeah, if you were to travel. fast travel to the lows, then you'd have a yeah. loading screen. But yeah, yeah you can go from you can go to the you can go from a chasm on top of mount death or death mountain all the way down to the depths without experiencing any actual loading screen yeah. so that's that's pretty crazy and you know that's another thing too the game I, I told you this before but you know the game's called tears of the kingdom i feel like they hold on Josh, a, hold on hold on hold on that's slight spoilers i think you're about to get into so i would uh, maybe uh, avoid that statement I know like, where you're going with that one. <laughs> I mean, like you mean like the planes? No, no, no. The 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 your reference to the the alternate version of the name, the alternate meaning of the name. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like that's what levels, I meant. You mean like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
let's let's okay. uh let's be careful with spoilers here because this game is only about a month and a half old okay so we don't want to spoil it for everybody out there um i i'm i'm with you i have i took a little bit different approach to it i did i unlocked the entire map um that i could i uh i have finished the story now and man i'll tell you what this is a this is probably you know one of my favorite zelda games of all time perhaps one of the best games of all time yeah it's clearly in that top 10 list Uh, yeah it's it's it as much as i like breath of the wild this is the superior game yeah well and that's what i wanted to comment on too is that you know everything that was kind of uh piloted in breath of the wild they've expounded upon in this game and improved it's incredible there's a more incredible you know a lot of there were you know complaints about breath of the wild on um maybe maybe it was too open um and also that you know from like a story standpoint it was too open with the um with more kind of barren areas in between things to do right and then the story beats were few and far between and that's that's much they do a much There's better job. Greater supply of story in this game. Greater supply of kind of like um, villain development in this game. Um, greater supply of things to do on the overworld map and kind of just you know events yeah. that occur um, out in the wild. And, and so, it's it's very satisfying. It's very yeah. rewarding game. So I think that's. I mean, we could talk about Tears of the Kingdom till the cows come home. So yeah. I think we should shift to our other game and then start wrapping things up here. We got still got video game guess who to to go through and. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other game that we've both been playing. Oh man. Just came out. Yep. Oh, three days ago. Final Fantasy 16. What do you think of that game so far, Josh? I really like it. Um, That's it. Oh, you know, we're done. Well, we're done. a lot. Of, well, and you know that might that comment might be a um, encapsulation of the game because it it is what it is, and I mean so far, and it's not like it was. It wasn't advertised to be anything that it's not. And if anyone yeah. has been following the you know the the development cycle of this game, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's um, it's a very action and story focused game. It's not necessarily something that you're going to find, um, you know, a bunch of overworld um, events that are happening. It still feels very yeah. much final fantasy, which yes. is incredible that they've, and, they've taken it in a different direction, but still yeah. kept to the, what it means to be final fantasy. Yeah. And which the, I'm not even sure I know what that is anymore because right. they've, they they've done such a good job of expanding that. Yeah. But it's, you know, obviously the big draw that they had or, you know, have wanted people to focus on. Well, it's twofold. It's the story and then the combat system, right? For the most part. Yeah. And the combat system is unique. Um it's it is unique. It's, you know, a lot of people compared it due to the uh, producer and developer of the game as um, a Double Devil May, May Cry. Cry. And I but think it's a little it bit looks, more intuitive. It looks like yeah. a Devil May Cry, but yeah. it doesn't actually function no. like a Devil no. May Cry. And yeah, I think it's more intuitive. It's more, um, you the the level of precision that... It's more expansive. Con- There's a lot more depth yeah. to it. 
And the level of precision in which you can employ combos and abilities is really, really cool and really rewarding. And, yeah. you know, in the past like day, now that I've had a lot more time, like Saturday, I had a lot of time to focus on the game. I really got to the point where I felt very comfortable with combos and um, skills that you have with. Um, and I'm not going to spoil anything as to who they are, but you know the two iconic abilities that you have um, in the early portion of the game, or that you the first two that you gain access to, um, and just kind of knowing that you can switch between those real time. You can have up to three of them equipped once you get to that point, I believe. Um, but you can switch between them real time. So you can like you know do a thing where you launch an enemy up into the air. Or you, uh, you know, do a phoenix shift to them to go hit them in the air, and then you can um, drop down, pull them toward you with another, you know, iconic ability, and then kind of just lay waste them with a bunch of iconic combos and ability combos. It's just, it's very, um, it's very, it's 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 whatever the player makes of it is what they're going to get out of the combat system, in my opinion. And, it's a good it's a good yeah. combat system. I think visually this game is very yeah. stunning. The music is fantastic so far. Yeah. And the story man, the story is dark. Yeah. <laughs> the only two things, my only and I we've talked off air, my only two complaints so far about this game, um, which hopefully get fixed, are visually it's too dark at times and it makes yeah. it really hard to navigate and see what's going on. And and there's a lot of night dark areas it's probably very realistic but it makes yeah. it hard to play the game um and the motion blur when you move the camera is intense and, and yeah. disorienting so i yeah i actually yeah. think jared i think you would actually enjoy this game i do too i think i would too game, so and i think i just wanted to say too that i mean my my couple complaints are more about kind of traversal one you know i wish that they would have included a at least a a you know, circle mini map at some point or someplace on yeah. the on the uh, UI, and they can still do that, or even add like a compass at the top or something like that, just so you kind of know exactly where you're going at times, where you've been. That way, you don't backtrack to a certain place um, unknowingly. And then also, I'd love to see <clears throat> if they could make a more um, intuitive lock-on function in the combat system i actually got to the point where i was working with it pretty well and i think i understand why they initially left it out because <clears throat> there's much less at times much less emphasis on focusing on a specific enemy and kind of just dishing out as much damage as you can but there are certain fights and probably the way that a lot of people have grown accustomed to combat in games like this, they want to take out certain enemies first. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, well, it even know, recommends you take yeah. out certain enemies. At yeah. Time. Like, so like if, if you're like in a fight with a bunch of soldiers and there's like five, you know, sword soldiers and three mages, you want to take out the mages first because they can heal. Yeah. But if you're in kind of a fray and the lock on keeps switching to sword carriers, it can make the battle go on longer than what you're intending it to. Yeah, so. it's just not easy to control that way. Yeah. All right, so let's shift gears to video game guess who. 
I have picked one character from Hogwarts Legacy um, for y'all to attempt to guess. And I think we decided... Dreaming Yens? Did we decide that we're going to do it 20 questions, like only 20 attempts? Or I That's guess. fine if we do that. Okay, let's do that. Cause, and we may even adjust that more, because... But let's let's have a, a twenty at most. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. Is this character a student? No. Uh huh. Is this character a professor or faculty member at yes. Hogwarts? Okay. Um. Does this character wear something on their head? Um, hold on. Other than hair. Other than uh, yeah. Or and and or including. <laughs> I don't believe so, but hold on, let me just double check. Mm, no. Okay. Is this character a man? Okay, we can ask Does this character sport some awesome facial hair? As in a goatee. Um, specifically a goatee or just facial hair or awesome facial I'll hair? I'll say facial hair just to, just to keep it general. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, my question was going to be um, is whether or not this character dies. But I think that kind of – I think um, – <clears throat> I feel like I could answer the question now, Jared. Do it. If you get it wrong, you lose. Well, I mean, the only faculty, the only faculty member that has a kicking ass facial hair, mustache and goatee would be Phineas Nigellus Black. Is that your guess? Well, I don't see any other option. So, yes, you are are right. It is Phineas Nigellus Black, relative of Sirius Black and the headmaster of Hogwarts. Voiced by Simon Pegg. <clears throat> I know, I love it. He does a great And job. I don't know that, you know, I don't think he's headmaster by choice, right? I think he, I, it, or yeah. it, no, he's, he's not headmaster because he likes children or teaching children. He, he definitely it's, doesn't like children. It's the, it's the, it's the clout of the position, yeah. I think, is yeah. what he's most interested in. I would agree with that statement. Well... I think it's time to wrap things up. Uh, We really appreciate, as always, the listeners out there continuing to support us, downloading, listening, playing us on whatever your podcaster of choice is. We are just about everywhere, I think, at least the big six, Mm -hmm. including Spotify and Apple In the airwaves. We are in the airwaves, in your ears, live. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Not really live. Uh, We're picking up steam um and we're we keep seeing those numbers going up and we really appreciate it we love it if you could leave us a review give us a star rating write something nice in the comments tell your friends if you like us if you don't well you know maybe you should tell your enemies because you really want to punish them with something you don't like i'm okay with either one mm-hmm. and hit us up on twitter at pod underscore win or you can email us if that's more your speed at play the number two win pod at gmail.com. And we are everywhere at play to 
the number two win. And if and, you want to tell uh, if you want to tell Alex that you hate his fedora and neck beard, then um, go ahead and email him and tell him that. Either yeah. of which I I don't even own sure. a fedora. <laughs> uh, so the other thing I'll mention is if you've got suggestions about what games you want us to cover uh, for the next monthly edition, feel free to hit us up. I don't think we've picked a, a game for the next month. Um, so we will do that off air and we'll post that up on Twitter yep. Un- until next time. Well, have a Merry Christmas. Yes. Bye. Bye.